Okay, so... Uh, so the subject today is Cannes. 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 The Cannes Film Festival, yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and Veli-Pekka uh, Lehtonen, my, <laughs> we, my favorite critic. Who is it? Who is he? He's from the Helsingin Sanomat newspaper and he's there now. So he wrote today in the paper that uh, he favors maybe the uh, Paolo Sorrentino's youth to be the winner. Youth? Mm. It's okay. Kevin Spacey and Michael Caine and so on. Oh, and wow. it's quite interesting film, of course. And uh, Paolo Sorrentino, he's uh, really good. He was making the gra La Grande Bellezza. Ah, he's the same director. Yeah, yeah, he's the same. But, I, I thought I recognized the name. Yeah, but everybody loves this uh, this um, Carol uh, Todd Haynes, uh, Kate Blanchett, this Carol film. Carol. Oh yeah, it's the Todd Haynes two women. new film. Yeah, Todd Haynes' new film, which uh, Kate Blanchett is fantastic and Rooney Mara, and they have a love affair. Uh, isn't it this the same director who made uh, I'm I'm not yes. there and uh, Velvet Coldmine and all these yeah. music films that he made? Yes. Great. I'm not very familiar with him, but I'm familiar with Kate Blanchett, who is fantastic. He's, she's one of the good actors, actresses. And yeah. Rooney Mara. Yeah. We love Rooney Mara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh -huh. And um, one interesting thing about that is that um, the the one who made the decorations, the state decorations in that film, is a woman who made decorations for uh, uh, American Hustle. Uh, decorations. Decorations, all the set. Yeah. Oh, the set. Okay. Uh, and it, it's in 1950s. She specialized in the age, making the right age things, yeah. you know, in the set. Okay. So she is married to a Finnish architect. Oh. So that's why I see interesting here. She's Americans uh, called um, called um, Heather Heather Leffler, but she's married to Purunen. So she's called Heather Purunen, in fact. <laughs> And that's why I want to see American Hustle, which you were hating, really, you were hating it. Yeah, I really wasn't interested in But I'm interested because of the set, and you oh. were even then not interested. But she's made the set here, too, in Carol. Okay, cool. So I hope she will get Oscar for that, even if I haven't seen the film yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh. And Patricia Highsmith book, it's made about that, of Patricia Highsmith. She made uh, this, um, oh, you remember Matt Damon was acting, uh, this killer. Oh, the, the talented Mr. Ripley. Yeah, so all that was made by, written by uh, Patricia Highsmith, and oh. I like her books. But she died lately. So, anyway, so this Carol is her book too, Patricia Highsmith's book. Oh, okay. 
it's a story, very uh, thorough, thoroughly done book. The story of the set and the acting and Todd Haynes, which, which I'm not sure yet about myself. Okay, so there's a lot of things going on with that movie. It sounds really nice. Yeah, so, but, then, but, but this was Velipäkkä Lehtosen's uh, uh, main pick for the winner, but it's not your ideal winner of the festival. No, I I really don't know. I, I don't mind who, who wins, except that Velipäkkä Lehtonen likes this Villeneuve. <laughs> the, yes, yeah. Sicario, which is a drug thing between Mexico and America, and I surely don't like it because I gave up on Villeneuve. Ah, uh, yeah, Villeneuve is in Canada also. Yeah, I wow. gave up on Villeneuve, but it can be because they they say he he can be the winner. No, oh, even really? yeah. So everybody loves him now and talks about him. So yeah. Well, yeah, so uh, it can amazing? be that I have to go back in my words, but I, first I see the film. I don't okay. believe in him. I don't believe in him. <laughs> but then there is my favorite. You know what is my favorite? Yeah. My favorite is Jacques Audiard. Uh, and who? Jacques what is that? Audiard. He is a wonderful director who has directed. Um, Many films, uh, and I've been pe- making a point of looking at them all. Not long ago, I looked yesterday or day before. I looked one of his films. It's a love story, co- five times two, called. No, that's Fran Franzeson. I wrote to you. I wrote to you about it. That that uh, I mix up Ozon and Odiart. <laughs> okay. I always mix Ozon and Odiard, and they are not at all the same. Uh, Odiard made Prophet. Ah, okay. For instance. And he's French also. He's French and he's he's 100% perfect. 100%. <laughs> wow. His actors, his, his movies, his, it's amazing. It's just amazing what he does. So this Deepan, he made the... Uh, about um, what is Ceylon nowadays? Ceylon, the island. It was before Ceylon. In south of India, there's an island. It's a, a country called Ceylon, but it's not anymore Ceylon. They changed it after we were there with Uri. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't remember. But anyway, very dark people, Indian type, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, they come to France to live, these Tamil tigers, you know, Tamil yeah. tiger leader, he comes to France as a refugee, and it's about him and his made-up family, how how he gets along in, in France, in Paris. So that's my favorite. Deepan, Deepan. Okay. It's... Tamil, Tamil people, but the country is not called Tamil, the people are called Tamil. Very strange, very strange. And you know what? Yeah. Gus Van Sant, which we both love, really. Yeah, yeah, I know. He, he didn't succeed. What? He's the fiasco of this year. Oh, what do you yeah, mean? Terrible, no. 
He made a wonderful film. It sounds wonderful for the everybody. The Sea of Trees. About the forest in Japan. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a forest in Japan? Which is, it's like from the Kaguya, Princess Kaguya. Yeah. Bamboo forest. You know, a forest where people go to kill themselves, to die. Yeah, a, yeah. Yeah, not Princess Kaguya, but, uh, but the same type of forest. And Matthew McConaughey mm -hmm. is wonderful. He is always wonderful nowadays. Yeah. He, he goes deep into his characters, but he can't help it because the stories... Veli uh, Pekka Lehtonen says that it's not logical and it's pathetic. Pathetic. The okay. story. Whoa, that's quite mm. harsh. It's hard because Gus Van Sant is wonderful. You see, I don't, I don't believe he can uh, fail. But okay, so what I think about Gus Van Sant is that I think he can be very easy to be uh, labeled as pretentious or pathetic or like his his films are very easy to hate or to he makes these kind of films that people uh, are very hard to them. get into. Like, hate them or like them. Yeah, like like um, the it's it's easy when when films are narrated and directed in a way that there is a fluent narration and a, uh, mm. like uh, like like and with Kusvan Sand it's uh, it's the Goodwill Hunting that that's that's his his mainstream movie that he. Well, uh, Good Will Hunting? Yeah, he made it. Was Good... his film? Yeah, and it was written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck. Yeah? Yeah, exactly. And and that was the big, oh. big uh, Hollywood movie. Well, but it was independent, but it was like his... Columbine. No, 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 it's nothing to... The elephant. Yes, well, an elephant. But... Uh, uh, so, like... What I mean is like that it's the Goodwill Hunting is a uh, people like Gus Van Sant because he when he makes like it's easy to like him when he makes a very easy movie or very like a mainstream movie. But he likes to experiment a lot and he like his way of making movies is that he wants to make like a very alternative, a very different, and he just continues making movies that he likes to make. And this is very nice thing that I like about him and he's he makes movies that are like yeah people uh, criticize them a lot like he made he makes movies for example of people just walking and nothing happens and there's very little drama and very little in the movie they're very passive and they just nothing happens there's like um, uh, he made a fantastic film. What I think is fast, okay. a fantastic film about the the last days of uh, Kurt Cobain in uh, in uh, of Nirvana, the singer oh, of Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. He made a he made a movie about it. Uh, what it is, what it would be like, like a re like an image reimagining of of uh, Kurt Cobain's last days. Although mm. the main character is not Kurt Cobain, but it's kind of representing him, and it's the whole film is just this house in the woods, mm. uh, where this 
this isolated pop star uh, just hangs out, and we just follow his one day, the last ah, like day, Ari Rang. like Ari Rang, and there's oh, oh. very little about it, and it's I think it's fantastic. The if you just let yourself to go into the passive space ah, of the film, for, if you just let yourself that. to ex- observe the film, it's. I think his films are really nice. The same thing was with Elephant. Elephant was mainly just following teenagers uh, walking through uh, through the school. And let's what we shouldn't talk too much about the film because it, you should watch you should watch Elephant without knowing anything about Elephant. Yeah. Then it's the best. Yeah. What it was not called Elephant. It was I don't remember. That. No, no, it was Elephant. That was the not... name. I think it was some elephant. Something. No, no, it was elephant. Ah, just like that elephant. Yeah, it's name ah, is elephant. Ah, so I was right. Okay. But but and and what it I can imagine what kind of movie this is, The Sea of Trees. So I like I I haven't seen all of Kusval Sun's movies, so I I bet he has like bad movies also, or something. Who knows? Who knows? You can't say that. Uh, yeah, you don't have to like it. Mm. But um. Yeah, that's just my opinion about Kusovan. It's it's he's a he's he he's a director who makes his own style and he's prepared that people will not like all of his movies. Mm. But but to but what do you mean that he's the catastrophe of the festival? Yeah, so he's a disappointment because they everybody talks bad about. Nobody has, and even Matthew McConaughey had to in this interview, which they always have there, so he had to defend it and say that he don't mind about it. He was, of course, he was very disappointed because nowadays he likes to succeed. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he succeeds, he's really good nowadays. So it was a disappointment, and he had to defend it. Like, okay, he doesn't mind. He said he doesn't mind that. People say it's bad. Everybody, nobody said it's good. And the whole world is there. Yeah, that's that's quite quite bad. Yeah. But yeah, that yeah, that's weird. But the, um, there always has to have be some kind of drama in in Cannes festival, like the Lars von Trier, Palagan. Uh, so anyway, this uh, Veli-Pekka Lehtonen says that uh, Carol can be winner, and then Denny Villeneuve can be dear Sicario, and then Laszlo Nemes, a Hungarian called Saulfia. It's called a Sa- Hungarian, Saulfia. It's the son of Saul. Yeah. It's about Auschwitz. And it's made in a completely new novel way, where the camera follows this guy in his back, and we see nothing of the Auschwitz itself. Wow. Only him, this man working, uh, he's a Sonderkommando, a Jew who has to live, who wants to live one month more than the others, and so he goes on killing all the, uh, you know, to do, and labeling the ashes, and burying the people, and death, 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 and we follow him in his back. Okay. Camera in his back and on, don't see anything. Only hear the voices. That that really sounds like uh, like the 
I like that. It sounds like the elephant from Kusval Sand. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I can get the thing when you said Sand is, uh, has yeah. made this kind of already, and uh, it sounds like the Caspar No in Enter the Void. He yeah. did a similar uh, uh, technique, yeah. and then also the didn't uh, who did, who did the Paradise Love and. Yeah, yeah, this this, I think uh, wasn't there. I haven't seen those movies yet, but no, uh, I haven't either. But it's it's a German man. Yeah, it's, like he yeah, also uh, in the trailers, it looks like he is following a lot from behind, and I really like that 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 kind of angle of filmmaking. So Veli Pekkalehtonen says that it's a novel in the way that we don't see anything else, but what the man's he's just. Working, 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 and we don't see it. it's all in a, in a fog like, and yeah. only the voices Very in nice. in Enter the Void you see a lot, mm. but here you don't. See. So he he says here that it's uh, the best movie of the year for sure. Like, Whoa. yeah, it recommends everybody to see it, and that's a lot to say about Auschwitz, which is uh, beaten really. Well trodden path <laughs> movies. Ah, uh, yeah. New, completely novel, and he says it's breathtaking film. Yeah, like how how much so can you make be. films about Auschwitz? That is so the that talent of Elifeta Lehtonen, I think, to to know that that that's a good one. But Villeneuve, I I'm not sure I agree with him. Okay. And then then there is um. Interesting thing for me is that people call, they say about Odiard because he's on now on, on talk on the talk. So he they say that he's the French so Scorsese. And I don't agree with that. Uh. It's very dangerous to say somebody is like Scorsese. Yeah, it's, it was like yeah. it's like somebody's like Fellini, somebody's like Scorsese. Yeah, yeah, like, like I don't like this kind Sorrentino. of thing. Paolo Sorrentino is like uh, they say he's like Fellini. I don't agree yeah. with that either. Why? It's you know that I saw the uh, film last week. I saw the Bling Ring. Ah yeah. Sophie Coppola. Ah yeah. So Sofia Coppola. I don't know if you have seen it. I haven't seen that one yet. Oh, um, it's a uh, worthwhile. It's um, I call Sofia Coppola. I realized on that after that film that looking back at all her films, The Lost in Translation and um, this um, the French uh, Marie Antoinette and so on, all this. I realized she's going after Scorsese. She's the another Scorsese. Mm. Yeah, you you. He's not in, going after. I don't mean that. Yeah, but like equal thinking. And 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 what do you like base this like the what is the idea behind uh, this like? Uh, yes, what is the idea behind is that that they both are uh, deal with the moral, and they both deal with what's going on in society and what's wrong in society. Scorsese is deep in that. Uh. Deep. And I love it. I just love it because he's so good in it. Mm. And Sofia Coppola is also good in what she's doing. But she's doing it in on her um, experience of the celebrities. She she knows the world world of the celebrities, and she's always doing the films about that. 
Yeah, he's always have this like. Um, yeah. It's kind of uh, this inside stories. Actors and Maria Antonetta yeah. also celebrity, and they, then this uh, bling ring they go and steal. They go like in uh, Five Iron, in Kim Kiduk's. Free um... Iron. Free Iron. Yeah, I think it was oh, called Free Iron. I, it was, I think, free iron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, free iron, but in Finnish it's Raudovitonen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, I make mistake, but I love that film where the man goes into other people's houses and lives there and goes out and this very nicely. So these young people go into celebrities' houses and not are not so nice, but uh, it's a kind of the same thing. I yeah. I like that idea to go into other people's. Yeah, it's like the French in Ozon? Yeah, the Yeah, the boy. Yeah, what was it? What was the f- film name? It's called um Adala Maison. Yeah. In the house. Yeah. So that's Exactly. He similar. goes in the, in another way again. Yeah, Ozon I think is a master too. Maybe yeah. you could you could see Free Iron and the Bling Ring in the perspective of the Ozon philosophy and that you know about the the idea of imagining it, you know, yeah, placing yourself in inside the house or the concept of the house or that image. Yeah, but they each deal differently in the subject because when you go into other people's houses, you you like um, go into their lives. And this three iron, he's wonderful, this man. He don't go into their lives, he uses it. He kind yeah. of he goes into their life, but he don't steal the life. Yeah, it's not he, their life, but their their house, and it he makes them his home and his house. Yeah, in he, a way, you, he steals it also, of course. Yeah, but, it's it's like, but he doesn't really keep, you know, he he just uses their uh, their machines and things and everything like the washing. Laundry, yeah. yeah, but he doesn't even use the washing machine itself. He just does yeah. the laundry in the shower Wonderful. and then he fixes their stuff yeah and then he he does wear like certain items on him like the boxing gloves and everything and he takes pictures with them but he doesn't like it's it's more like a fun oh, I've got the boxing. to him it's like funny to to play another character you know like a, another like living as if another life but to him, it is just like borrowing their yes, home. Borrowing. He doesn't live anywhere. It's he doesn't yeah. have his own. He's place. really a lovely character. I love it. He's a lovely character. He don't do bad. But the bling ring they steal. They go into Paris Hilton's house and so on, and they they take their things in a very silly way, like children. Even the dog they try to steal and sell. But oh. So yeah, it, so, so bad it, things like. Yeah, so in that sense, it's like, like sources. It's the moral it's aspect. Course, yes, Scorsese, It's the moral and the society. What's wrong in society? What What are the dealings of society? That's That's why I think Sofia Coppola is like thinking in the same lines as Scorsese. I don't think either of them is better than the other. Mm. They are equal, like, in their own world. But then, Dalla Maison with Ozon, 
It's another thing, again, like the boy is going and using the people. Which yeah. uh, Sophie Coppola doesn't do and not Kim Ki-duk. Ozon yeah. uses the people. Yeah, it's about the manipulation of, and the kind the of woman, uh, the contact yeah. with the people. Yeah, yeah, he's making fun of the, you know, the father and the son. A lot of fun with them, like, uh, oh, very nasty feeling you get out of it. Yeah, and the and, wife. And he's using the teacher. He's mm, manipulating he's... the teacher by with yeah. the storytelling, and he's like controlling kind of the situation. It's a very social, social uh, aspect. Yeah, yeah. Socialist. And that's what is good. That is what's equal with Odiard and Ozone. They are they are using the people, like they are uh, dealing with the people. So Odiard is more like Ozone and not like sources. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, it's for me. It's like. Um, crime to say that Scorsese, why do they do that? And then Sorrentino also with Fellini, that it's very surface thing to say, I think, about La Grande Bellezza, that it's like La Dolce Vita. It's very surface thing, mm. like you like having fun in a, in a beautiful town, Rome. Yeah. Rich, rich and beautiful, but but in fact, I I think that uh, Paolo Sorrentino is more like Lucino Visconti with Death in Venice. I think I see the very much like Death in Venice. Hmm. He's La Grande Bellezza. Okay. He's pursuing the person is pursuing after some ideal of his like in a yeah, different way. That's true. Mm. Remember the scene is... from the balcony? Yeah, but... Balcony when he look at the boy playing with the nun. Yeah, but like uh, in, in Dead in Venice, I feel like it's much more active and it's much more like this, this um, like, because it's, I think it's uh, the difference between Dead in Venice and the Grand Palessa is that Dead in Venice includes a death. It's the death of an artist and the death of the search, you know. Like... Oh, what about Sorrentino? He 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 hide, he was hiding the death there. You remember the funeral? Yeah, a but terrible of uh, a uh, uh, fate. The terrible fate of this uh, poor boy. Yeah, the but... man who was a poor boy. Yeah, that's true. But I feel like in Death in Venice, the the main, the core of the film and the the nature of the character is that they they actively are. Yeah, it's like the. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I feel I, I what I was saying is like they have a, they are actively searching for that. They are like artists who are on a mission to 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 find that beauty. I feel like. Yeah, it's... both. Yeah, actively looking for beauty. But, but in Grande Peles, I felt like he was more observing and floating through the space and kind of like ending up into the beauty and it wasn't so present, you know, the, the active uh, aspect of it. Um, but yeah, in the end, he was also searching for it. So you are you are right. The, they both, they have, there is very much similarity in that. But Dirk Bogarde... Dirk Bocar, Bocarde, this Dutchman, he he was um, 
feverishly looking for the beauty, the beauty, the beauty yeah. in the field. Yeah. And in Sorrentino, he was uh, floating, like you yeah, said. Yeah, that's why. It's a different attitude. That's why I think he died in Venice. That's 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 like you know it's it's like the it's the destruction of the beauty you know like the in uh, in uh, the Mishima in the Golden mm. Temple is that it, there's this there's this this idea of that to the closer you get to the beauty and the purity the the it it the more you are dying. You know, more the it will be uh, destroyed, and and any bellesse, I think it was like so when it ends, it's so full with life. You know, the 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 the, the realization of beauty is a relief, and it's it's it it is part of life. It's not the end. It's the Rome is the is the forever city. Yeah. No. In Ibisima, death in Venice, it's the end. It's the end of everything. It's the plague. It's the death. It's the destruction. But yeah, in Belessa, there's no destruction. There's no death and plague. Of course, this uh, Dirk Bogarde acted as a German man. There, but m- remember musician. how pale he was? And he was sitting in the, well, he in, was in the beach. And... and he was all white. Mm. And he was his... Mm. his lips were blue and he couldn't not stop admiring the beauty of the boy yeah. <laughs> and he died now we, go, yeah, now we go into the golden temple again because this is true that the beauty looking after the beauty was the thing and the, uh, what I think is that is that uh, what they were looking for in fact was love because my theory about Golden Temple is that if the father had said to this ugly boy who was stuttering, he always told him that uh, this, the most beautiful thing in the world is the Golden Temple and so on. So if he had told the boy that the most beautiful thing in the world is you, there would have been no problem. That's what happened to these people in death in Venice and in uh, Grande Venezia. It's it's in the behind the whole thing. Ah, okay. What is the beauty? The beauty is the love. The the boy, the father's son is the beauty for for the father. Yeah, well, that's right. That's the message of Golden Temple. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's really, that's really right. Well, I got very hard. I was thinking about these things. Very hard because I'm pursuing the beauty myself. So I've been really serious. Yeah. Yeah. But um, going back to the festival, like um, I wanted to mention. Yeah. That there is also Hirokazu. Yes, there is, but yeah. he was uh, just passed by. Like nobody says nothing about it, but and I he, think he's a pearl of the world. Yeah, he's 
no matter how how invisible he can be to everybody and he's not uh, blah 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 and mm-hmm. people are not talking about him i'm sure he he his film is one of the best of yeah, the competition. it's a shining, shining light. Yeah, he in... makes him. He he's he's good in making films that nobody uh, necessarily notices, and they are very silent, but mm. they are perfect. Yeah, like Ozu, and yeah, yeah, but he... Ozu is nowadays the star <laughs> of the world, like quiet star who keeps, and Hirokazu also keeps. Yeah, Kids you don't have forever. to be <coughs> loud to yeah to, to to make effect in the world. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So then there was uh, I'm very happy about uh, two two more things about here is Michael Caine. Uh huh. He's a pleasure of always. He's in the youth. Yeah. So he makes any film. I wonder if Gus Van Sant would have made with him, with him. But no, no, Gus Van, Gus Van Sant is his own and making his own way. Nobody can. No, no. Uh, and uh, so he's in the youth. And who was the li- director of the youth? Sorrentino. Ah, Sorrentino, yes. So that it's it's a strange because I've been thinking about a lot about who makes the film good. Is it the director because it's absolutely the director, and or is it the cassari, the screenplay, the screen script, because it's absolutely the script, or is it the actor because it's absolutely the actor. You yeah. can't make a good out of it. And then there's also the photographer. It's absolutely the photo <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the sound. Yeah. So it's very complex. It's filmmaking is as complex as making um, uh, comic books. Mm. You need so much talent of all kinds into that. It's hard to handle. But what? What? So what do you uh, mean uh, about I it? I want to say about Michael Caine because. These wonderful actors like Kate Blanchett, it, she's a blossom of the world. And then Michael Caine and Matthew McConaughey and so on. So those wonderful actors. But yeah. then we, uh, Odiard, Jacques Odiard, whom I'm now gone deeply into, he seems to make any actor make good in his film. Mm. Any actor. You now in his Tamil, Tamil, um, Ceylonese people in uh, France, they are not even actors. They are, no, they are, they are uh, what do you call it? It's like uh, neorealism. They are they're amateur act- actors. Amateur actors, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's no, no, it's not. Yeah, that's it. Now you said it. <laughs> neorealism. That's yeah. what's happening nowadays. You remember when there came Uzi Alto? Um, what was it called in? I don't even want to try to pronounce it. <laughs> the 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 novel vague 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 Ah, new wave. It's the, the new, new wave, wave in French. 
when Godard and everybody yeah. got into so they get, and then there was this neorealism which uh, in Italy you know this wonderful uh, Rossellinis and all these people so now there's a came it it's come again mm. it seems to be a new wave going yeah exactly Reality. that's what I meant with uh, like that's what I see with a lot of these films like like Le Grande Pelletza and all these unemployed people nowadays in Dardenne's last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And this year, also an unemployed man. Yeah. So there's um, a wonderful film now in Cannes, uh, which could win. It's about unemployed man who who is looking and looking for work, and um, he gets to be the God in a supermarket then in the end. Uh-huh. And God the people who he was before. Very nice little film. And this actor is wonderful, you know, this uh, Vincent, his name is Vincent. Remember his Vincent? Yeah. <laughs> but what Vincent he is. Wow. And what is the film name? Yeah. Well, can you find it for me? Because I... I don't remember it now when so many films go into my mind. I don't really have any clue. Because yesterday I look at a film with this Vincent. It's, yeah, his name is Vincent Lindon. Yeah. And he kind of stole into, into the world, into the world of films. Very quiet man, always, and very nice man. He's kind of a moping. You know, uh, not nice looking, not specialist, just normal looking. Yeah. Kind of. And he always acts as a kind man. Ah. Now, I have seen three films of his now lately. Yeah. And, and not even young. He's not, he's over 50 for sure. Yeah. So he's French. Yeah, I thought I recognized him. He acted in the La Mostas. Yes, he has been the La Mustache. Yeah, that I saw so once. He he has been in uh, well in uh, Welcome, then in in the nov- uh, books of Carrere. Emmanuel Carrere has written books called The Mustache, and uh, you remember the lie. No. Yeah, but you know this lie because you've seen it. It's um, it's this man. We love this um, Swiss Haneke. Ah, yeah. He ah. was acting in Haneke's uh, life. Life. I don't I remember Haneke's life. No, but there was another man in this. So, but maybe he was another person. No, he has been in many films, but you don't really notice him because he's so normal looking. But he's a yeah. wonderful actor. Wonderful. I've yeah. seen three films lately of him, and yesterday last I saw one. So he's now acting a man who is in trouble because he don't have work. He's an immigrant. Yeah. From somewhere, some poor country, and he looks for work, and he has to kind of go into stealing, I think, or something. And then in the end, he finds work as the guard in the supermarket. <laughs> but. That reminds too much of Dardenne's last year of Marion, Marion Cotillard. Yeah, it's a, 
like it's again like um it's a movie about French working class. Yeah, but the other one was in Belgium. Belgium. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But the same thing. Yeah, but so, it's like... So, uh, they, so this Ethan and Joel Cohn, who are now the jury. Yeah, the, the yeah exactly. Yeah. So they can't give... I think they can't give to him this prize, probably. But I think they have a tough, tough job. It sounds like a really tough... It's tough always a tough there is also there was, a, like? there was also uh, another really interesting people in the jury. There was they they are the presidents apparently the Cohen brothers. Yeah. But then there is Guillermo uh, del Toro. Yeah. Who makes the kind of dark fantasy action movies and adventures and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, and people seem to respect him a lot. And then there was Xavier Dolan. Yeah. Uh, and I really, I yeah, I really like his movies. He's such, such a, a young man who just came into the movies and stays. Yeah, I, it's just wonderful to observe him. And I, I really want to see his film, The Mummy. Ah, That's I'm it. now in the line, line for it from the library. Yeah. And soon I'm going to get it. Oh, my God. But but have you seen any of his films? Yeah, yeah, I see the. I saw the. What was it? It was a. Um, he's made many, even if he's so young. Yeah, he just and makes they, films. Everybody like says they are wonderful, wonderful. I, so I'm eager to see. I made a. I saw his film called Heartbeats in English. Mm. It's Heartbeats in. Mm. Uh, and. Uh, he's Canadian. What? Yeah, he's Canadian. I, so I saw so Heartbeats, and that that movie was about. Um, he plays the other part. Like that's what I like about him. He yeah, also, yeah. He's like Woody <laughs> Allen. He just yeah, plays yeah. also his part. So yeah. it was about yeah. him and another woman, who yeah. both fall in love with a young man. Yeah, yeah. That. Was, and it's yeah. a kind it of. Was his uh, first one, I think. I think it's uh, no, it's not his first one. I think. It's, it's not his first one and uh, he it's like a bisexual love yeah. story a little bit comedy like well ah, like not comedy. And Sim. yeah it's not like comedy but there is a lot of light-hearted laughter and fun i you think know, he's it. after jewel and Jim. yeah yeah i think he he does a lot of those old french new wave yeah. stuff and yeah it's like a new generation of that yeah it's wonderful yeah. So what I came into, you remember you were a little bit surprised that I mentioned Michael Caine, so what, so what? But he he's the grand, grand no. pillar of films. He's always... I didn't, I didn't realize that he was in the can. And he's in youth. Yeah, I in didn't this... realize it. And, and Harvey Keitel. That's Harvey Keitel and him together in youth. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's a pleasure to see that film for sure. And... But with Michael Caine, I to together I compare with Woody Allen, because Woody Allen has a film in the can, but not in competition. Ah. it's called Irrational Man. Irrational. It's a man who is a, a teacher, a writer who, and Emma Stone falls in love with, I think, Emma. I hate that woman. 
<laughs> I can't stand him. Yeah, I, I have it Joaquin here. Phoenix in it. Yeah, That's Emma amazing. Stone. Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix is the man whom Emma Stone. So I have to see the film even if I hate that big, these big cow eyes of Emma Stone. I can't stand her. So she was in Birdman. And the only bad thing about that film, because I had to look at her. She's a good actor, actress, yeah. But I can't stand the way she looks like So, anyway, so, so, Wow. in Phoenix. Woody Allen seems to make, like, movies, uh, like, you don't even know this when, when he makes movies. Like, it just pumps movies into existence like that yeah how can and, they do it He's... yeah every and then people don't uh, give them points like uh, they that's just like like pearls who fall into the pearl necklace yeah they are just uh, like it's like uh, the cinema is to have a woody allen movie also it's like clint eastwood also he just makes movies and he yeah. just makes movies and they are they it's like the the default. That's our blessing. Yeah, they do. But you know, I realized only now I realized after seeing so many Woody Allen movies. Mm. In after Melinda and Melinda, I looked now. I this old film from two hundred two thousand and four. The Woody Allen movie. Yeah, Woody Allen movie called Melinda and Melinda. Yeah. So I didn't realize of it before anything. It was a big mess for me, which is, uh, I, I was very silly. I didn't understand any of it. Yeah. And now I look at it, I understood it. Huh. It's, it tries to say like in the same story in comic way and tragic way. But for me, it was all tragic and all comic, of course. <laughs> you can't separate it. Yeah. It's all kinds of all comic. And there's a woman there like in Blue Jasmine this Melinda, who comes into the house and is very selfish and destroys everybody's life and drinks a lot and takes... Uh, and she's, she's messing up everything. But then Woody Allen points in this film that everybody gets messed up from her. No, Everybody starts to mess their lives. Yeah. Soon everybody is mixed, mixed up the same way. And yeah. and it's kind of a start call for Blue Jasmine because the same woman goes into there and makes up everybody. It's the same yeah. way. Okay. And that is the streetcar named Desire, I think. This uh, Tennessee Williams play. Mm. You remember? Yeah, yeah. What was the, yeah, what was the, the, the this Marlon Brando calling? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, the sister was called Blanche, and she was kind of blue jasmine and Melinda. And but then, the the good sister, the rational sister, was Marlon Brando was Stella. 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 So, so I think. I think that Woody Allen has a lot of fun with that Stella business. So anyway, <laughs> but he concentrate on Blanche. And so anyway, so I realized from Melinda Mellon what Woody Allen is all about. Yeah. He's really good. I think all his films are five points from five. I give five points all. And they look like comic, you know, pearls which fall in the floor. 
But they have each a message in there. Mm. He takes seriously the life. You know, he takes with all his comicness. He's mm. he's making a statement on society in every film. Yeah. Last year he had this uh, moonlight, uh, magic in moonlight. Yeah. Did I saw it now. Ah, you saw it. Yeah, Colin Firth and this Emma Stone. This. Ah, this. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, now, anyway. so now, now Woody Allen likes Emma Stone. Yeah. He has these actors that he yeah, just I, starts using. Yeah, I recommend, using. if he hears this, I recommend throw her away quickly because she, she has horrible eyes. Don't worry, we will send this to Woody Allen. Yeah. So he will get... The... But I I want to tell to Woody Allen that he's the master. He's really master. Five points movies, every one of them, even if they look like little pieces. So anyway, this year he makes Irrational Man, mm. with Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, be prepared to see Emma Stone in uh, all of following Woody Allen movies. Uh, oh, no, I think he will realize his uh, come to his senses and drop her off quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but but and, and then I, okay, then I wanted to uh, mention the, another weird movie from uh, Cannes. Mm. Uh, which was uh, the lobster? Mm. Do, do you recognize it? This I know nothing about because they have don't really collect and don't write about it. So it's uh, I just have I, I want to tell you the synopsis of the movie. Mm. This is weirdest movie I heard. Sounds like Dali. It's so it's, Dali it has Col, it's Colin Farrell in the and Rachel Weisz. Who, mm. who is, by the way, also in Latino. Yeah. So there's something happening there. And mm. so this movie, The Lobster, is about... I will just write, uh, read the synopsis of the EMDB. Okay. In, a, in a dystopian near future, single people are obliged to find a matching mate in 45 days or they are transformed into animals and released into the woods. Oh, yeah, yeah, I read that. Yeah. And 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 it's a comedy romance sci-fi movie, uh, and and it has like high top points in EMDB. And uh, so really? I don't who, understand. Who's the director? The director is uh, Lantimos uh, from Greece. Uh, and I don't have I, any idea what's happening he, with this movie. That's that movie is in the competition now. In yeah, Canada. exactly. Yeah? It's, oh. It could be the best movie. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> it's because nobody mentions it. But if it's in the in the competition, so it must be good, no? It because there be. are high quality movies there. So, yeah, I now I feel like I have to see this movie because it sounds of really. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. We have so much to talk about, and there are even more because I got into the uh, Leviathan very deeply, very deeply. Leviathan. Yeah. Ah, the, oh, the, the the previous yeah. the and, Russian movie. Yeah. Yeah, and so I've been looking at this man has made four movies, and I've been looking at all of them. Yeah. Because he's he's really something great. He's like Scorsese, not not like Scorsese, but as good. Okay. Really good. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, anyway, we have to talk about that later. 
Okay. This Leviathan. So there are surprising film directors. Yeah, it sounds. Uh, in first glance, I didn't see if there would be anything interesting, but it's a really every canon is really interesting. Yeah, and I think that this um, Kate Blanchett in Carol, it's it's just you know the, the set is so good there, the 1950s, and Kate Blanchett is so good, so good. So it's it must be a wonderful film, but mm. why not experiment a little? It uh, has, yeah. It's a very usual, common film, like like Clint Eastwood. Made usually, I think, not the common because it has two women making love. But but, but Todd Haynes is another thing. Like you you should uh, the 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 thing about Todd Haynes is uh, you should kind of go into his movies deeper. Like he he doesn't make usual films. Like first, in first hand, he has this uh, this liking into music films, mm-hmm. and his mm-hmm. music films are something extraordinary. Like Velvet mm-hmm. Coldmine and I'm Not There are one of the best music films. Ah, uh, that's I've why I don't seen. understand. And they're very experimental mm-hmm. and very surrealistic. Yeah. They they experiment a lot in the way of storytelling that I've not really seen. So much other people do in this way. It's so so beautiful way. And then he has another way, like that kind of confirms with Carol that he already made a movie set in the fifties, or was it in the yeah in the fifties, which was Far from Heaven, which was with uh, Julian Moore. And it's oh, about uh, that was a good film. Yeah, and and yeah. that's and that wasn't necessarily a normal film it, there's a lot of uh, <coughs> sorry <coughs> there's a lot of uh, things going on in that film it's not it's it's made as if in a way that it is uh, a film made in the 50s mm. in some ways so there so it's not a modern film about 50s but it's a film in 50s it, yeah the the <coughs> And the, and the coloring is also extremely interesting. In uh, that's why he took this uh, this uh, woman, this Finnish set maker, this half Finnish. Yeah, it could be. So I I, I have the trust that in Carol there there can be something very uh, extraordinary that Todd Haynes brings into it. It's not uh, it's just simply a a story. From the fifties, but but he has he seems to have something about the fifties that he wants to go back to, because he now makes yeah. two films about fifties. But uh, it's like I feel like, uh, of course, it must be wonderful this film of, of all what I have seen pictures. But this Kate Blanchett with all her refinery, with exquisite looks and all this acting and everything. But let's say. We put Kate Blanchett into the Japanese forest in the McConaughey. What will she do there? <laughs> she, she will die immediately. <laughs> <laughs> so you see my point when you <laughs> when you have a set in the town and 
all that, all the emotions and things. You can't survive in the forest anymore. Yeah, I, I, I would be interested in seeing what if there is any set in the Gusvalsand movie at all, or is it just <laughs> the the forest? It's the forest. Yeah, and now we have to like to the come to the point. Yeah. To okay. The, our to the point is that we have in in the competition. I think it was not. It was not in competition. It was in extras. You know, they have different types in can different oh, yeah. competitions. The main competition and then uncertain regard and this. So there is there is Casbar Noes love. Ah, oh, yeah. Mm. It's exploded the whole place. Ah, really? It's a pornographic film. Okay, yeah. I, I think I read about it. Yeah. yeah. It's and like in he was... 3D. Yeah, yeah. In 3D, a pornographic film, which so, leaves nothing in secret. Nothing. Mm. And he said that he just wanted to make it in this way. And what have the people had to say? I read about it also. I was so interested. People have to say only all what they said was really stupid, I think. They said that it gets boring after a while. <laughs> <laughs> so what? So what? What about End of the Void? You have to have a lot of patience to go into his films and to stand them. Yeah, that's okay. So that's what they also, uh, there was a similar thing about uh, Lars von Trier movie yeah and, yeah uh, it's a maniac. yeah and uh, there was a sim similar comment critic about it yeah that it gets a little bit, little bit boring and so what do they wait for something not boring <laughs> in sex yeah so but that's that's an interesting thing to start combining those two why to together. comment on sex and not on the film mm. because well there is a, a genre for that deliberately for that mm. so you can just go and watch that yeah if you want and then there is a cinema the film. yeah so... and that's some of the people said that that i i agree i haven't seen it and it takes me many years maybe to see it mm. <laughs> pornographic film but but cinematographically it must be something no yeah. he's very he's a pioneer of cinematography so, yeah, that would be very interesting, of course. Hmm. Also, there was another sex film, uh, which was a lot of sex, was this um, Abdella Katif, uh, whatever, these two women, two women, Adele, it's called Adele. Uh, uh -huh. uh, Katif, Katif is the director. Two girls who make sex a long film and it won in Cannes, I think. It won in Cannes? What? I think it won, but was it last year or the year before? When was it? Okay. So that was in sex, but it less, less pornographic than Nymphomaniac and this. But very interesting, I say. Yeah. These things. Very interesting. In yeah, itself. it's kind of interesting. Hard subject, but interesting. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that some directors or filmmakers want to start 
like bringing this kind of mm. modern filmmaking becomes more and more uh, um, confronting. Yes, but I I have a point in that. You know, I, it's not that it's mm. it's uh, not pornographic. It's not sex. It's about human. You know, people. It's about people who have a right to to live their lives. In simply said, yeah. Like I told you about this ozone film about the girl. What was it called? This uh, last ozone film. Um, a seventeen-year-old girl who want to just go and. Was disappointed. You have to see it so we can talk about it. She has a right to her own life, uh-huh. and don't have to follow the normal path. It Why? Sounds like kind of the Godard. The yeah, yeah, the, exactly. It's my life. Yeah, exactly. I saw them in in uh, together. Like, I yeah. saw three three films together about this, and it made a revelation to me. It's it's this ozone film about this girl, and then this um, Anna Kare, Anna Karina, Anna Karina, Anna Karina, this goddess wife, yeah, acting this uh, also a woman who was married and wanted to have sex just like she wants, and then was killed in the end. Yeah, it's called Vivre sa vie. Yeah, yeah, live your life. And then the third one is this wonderful film of Kim Ki Duk, which we go again to. Hmm. This um, Mobius. Yeah. Which I have now at home second time. I'm going to look at it. I ordered it from library second time. Wow. It's so amazing. And it's all about sex which shocks people. It's a horrible film, like, I was, oh, horrible film. All these films are horrible films. So, so anyway, but it's all about your freedom, live your life, and in every part of your life. Yeah. In certain way. That is a big subject coming on the surface now in society. It, it looks like. Otherwise, Kaspar Noe wouldn't have gone into it. Yeah. And this Ketif. Yeah. This Adele, and uh, and uh, this um, what was the, this Trier with his nymphomaniac, and they all think that they they do it for scandal. It's, it's completely wrong. They are very brave people. Yeah. But of course we can't go no massail. What was massail? It's like. Feeding on the sex, 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 sex. That's wrong. You mean exploitation? Yeah. Exploitation. So you shouldn't go into exploitation. You have to look at it in, as a film, as a movie. Yeah. As a comment, comment on society. 